0: Welcome to Mr. and Mrs. Therapy. We're your hosts, Tim and Ruth Olson, licensed marriage and family therapists and trauma experts.
1: We provide wisdom for personal growth and healthy relationships. Stick with us and you'll gain practical tools and insights that will help you be a healthier and happier youth. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to our podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Today, we're going to be talking about the number one thing you could do for your children to help set the foundation for healthy, happy kids.
0: Now, one of the things is, We're talking about this is the number one thing you can do. So we're not saying if you do this, everything else is going to be totally fine. There's many, many other things that need to be done. But if we make sure that we're taking this one step, we're really setting our kids up with a great foundation and setting them on the right path in life. Now, the number one thing that we can do for our kids is having a good relationship with our spouse. Now, that may sound kind of counterintuitive to you, but there's many benefits that kids get from... A happy couple unit
1: I heard this analogy once that your marriage needs to be the sun, and your kids are the planets that are revolving around the sun. But you don't want it to be where they're the sun, and you and your spouse and other people are revolving around them. When I had just started college, I had a job working in a department store. And I had a bunch of friends there, and one of the guys was older. He was just talking about his wife and how much he loved her, but how much he really, really loved his kids and how he would do anything for them and that no one could come before those kids. No one can come between those kids, even his wife. And even at a young age, I think I was maybe 20, I knew that something was not right there. And I just thought, "Ah." And I remember telling him, your marriage needs to be the number one thing And it needs to be the priority. And that's what would really help set your kids up. And so I was telling him that the way that you can love your kids the most is to love their mom even more and to have a solid foundation there.
0: One of the things I always tell my patients to help them get a good understanding of this is that you're raising your kids to be competent enough to leave you one day. Hopefully you're not living in your relationship so that your spouse will leave you one day.
1: But it's so true. I think that so many couples that we see will... Put the kids first. And granted, I understand that because their needs are needed right now and they're urgent because I see a lot of moms putting their kids first and having to run around all day. And then at the end of the night, they're tired. And then maybe their husband asks for a back rub or maybe he wants a little more than a back rub. And she's tired and exhausted and is just like, ah, not tonight. And so I get that those kids' needs are urgent and they're in your face and you need to provide for them. But don't get lost in that and forget that you want to meet the needs of your spouse first. And that as you do that, you really are meeting the needs of your children.
0: I think one of the kids' most basic needs is for safety. And if their parents aren't in a good place, they lose that feeling of safety. I used to work at a company where I worked exclusively with kids. And one of the things that was interesting to see is that I would watch maybe, you know, a BC student. Their grades would all of a sudden drop down to straight Fs. And when that would happen, it was a good indication that something was going on at home. Mom and dad were suddenly struggling, they're fighting, they're having all kinds of problems, or maybe they're on the verge of divorce or they're getting a divorce. And it was reflected in that student's performance at school, where all of a sudden they couldn't focus on what they needed to focus on in school because they felt this lack of safety from home. And just like Ruth was saying, it can be easier for us as parents to connect with our kids than it is for our spouse. With our kids, we tend to have less baggage with them. There's less difficulty. It's just more of an easy, natural, emotional connection. But with our spouse, it oftentimes takes work. And so a lot of times people start gravitating towards getting emotional support and love and connection from their kids rather than their spouse because with their spouse, it just requires that extra attention to try to make sure that relationship is going well. And so again, what I don't want you to hear us saying is that you shouldn't connect emotionally with your kids. But if you want your kids to be doing well, you should be emotionally connected with your spouse, you should be engaging them in a healthy way, and the kids will just experience the overflow of that and be filled up with that. Now, again, they need more than just you in a good spot with your spouse, but that is a major factor that's gonna cause them to be both emotionally healthy and then do well in education and also do well in relationships.
1: I don't know how familiar you guys are with the rock, pebbles, and sand story. It's just this visual example of your priorities. So it's this idea that you have these big rocks in your life. What are the most important things in your life? So for me, it would be my faith, Tim, and my children. And if we're even going a little further, I would say that Tim should be a bigger rock than the children, right, with this idea of priorities. And then you have smaller pebbles. And that could be like your job, schooling, other things that are really important, but they're not your top priority in life.
0: And I would even consider extended family a smaller stone because your family unit is the top priority. And then your extended family's needs need to be underneath and not as important as your own family unit's needs. Your spouse and your kids' needs are vastly more important than your extended family. Now, again, this isn't a binary choice. It doesn't mean that your extended family is not important to you at all. It just means that your own family that you have has to take priority over your extended family's needs.
1: So those are all the pebbles and the smaller rocks that are in there that are still very, very important. And then there's the sand. Maybe this is more the trivial things in life that you need to get done, but they're not nearly as important as the pebbles or the rocks. So examples of sand would be like social media or entertainment or playing video games or the crafts that you've been wanting to do forever or the projects that you have then that aren't really important, but it's something you want to do one day. So in a sense, these could be very fulfilling and very fun to do or entertaining or enjoyable, but it can also be very much time suckers and time wasters that can take you away from the things that are more important if they're not put in the proper place. So when we look at this, If you were to put the sand in first and the things that aren't as important in first and you fill the jar up with that, you're not going to have room but for maybe a little bit of pebbles, but not for any of the rocks. And same thing where if maybe you put a little bit of the sand in and then a little of the pebbles in, but then you have these rocks where you can fit most of it in, but maybe that spouse one gets left out. So the whole idea is to put the things in first and make the most important things priority in your life and make the time for it first. And then you put the pebbles in that are still very important. Relationships with family, relationships with friends, your work, all the other things that are so important in its right place. And then you can add the sand in after. And that sand will fall in between the cracks of the pebbles and the rocks, and you'll have room for it as much as you can fill up the jar. And then the rest of the sand, you just have to discard because you're not going to have enough time in the day for that.
0: So one of the things we have to be careful about is that when we think about our spouse, we think, oh, they're an adult they can take care of and they can handle their own needs. But a part of that is we're not in a relationship so that we can just handle all our own needs. We're in a relationship so we can have interwoven lives where I can take care of some of Ruth's needs, Ruth can take care of some of my needs, and that creates a positive emotional cycle that we get engaged into. So, when we're choosing what rocks to put in, our spouse needs to be one of the first rocks that we put in to ensure that they're getting high billing and that they're going to be getting their needs met. Because, again, this idea is that your kids will experience the overflow from the positive emotions that are coming off of your healthy relationship in a way that your marriage won't really receive the same type of positive overflow from you having this good connection. With your kids so the idea is that you're getting two birds with one stone by prioritizing your spouse you're getting a happier spouse and then you're also getting healthy more well-adjusted children as a result as well
1: so we know that time is limited so what I would do is I would ask your spouse how can I meet your needs or how can I love you best today or you would go back to kind of the idea we talked about in the previous podcast about loving and caring days where you have a list of things that you know really impact your spouse and part of this goes into love languages, which we'll talk about later. But knowing how do they feel loved the most? How can we fill their tank? So we know that there are days where it is just so hard and we don't have the time to get everything done. Or maybe it's a special circumstance. And those days are okay because your spouse's love tank is filled up and it's able to carry you through a couple of days or a couple of weeks, right? But when this happens day in and day out where you aren't filling your spouse up or you're not putting them in first over time this can really take its toll and that's where we see a lot of people in couples counseling where they don't feel like they're prioritized they don't feel like they're seen they don't feel like the work they're done is validated but more often than not and more days than not you need to make sure that you are intentional in making time for your spouse and putting them first because it'll absolutely pay off like tim said for both you and your children
0: There's actually a really interesting research study that goes along with this that somewhere in the nature of 80% of your happiness is tied up in how your romantic relationship is going. So if even all other areas are firing on all cylinders, but your relationship is not doing well, you're not getting a very good grade on your happiness scale. But if you want to get the most bang for your buck of, if I put in effort, then this will make me feel much better putting in more work and effort into your romantic relationship into your spouse is a more worthwhile cause than many other things.
1: So as much as I know that you love your children, I want you to take time to really be intentional and love your spouse even more. All
0: right, guys, thank you so much for listening and we'll see you in the next one. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Mr. and Mrs. Therapy. If you enjoyed this podcast or found it helpful, we'd love for you to take some time and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you have a question or topic you'd like discussed in future episodes, visit our Facebook group, Mr. and Mrs. Therapy Podcast, and let us know.
1: Disclaimer, although we are mental health providers, this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to provide diagnosis or treatment. Please seek professional help if you're struggling with persistent mental health issues, chronic marital issues, or call the National Suicide Hotline at 988
0: if you are contemplating suicide.